0: Whenever you're facing your fear and you're doing your best to manage it and cope with it, I think it's extremely important to be aware of your capabilities and test things as you go. Because if you don't do that, then you're being reckless and you're setting yourself up for failure. That's how you end up on Fail Army or in the morgue. Today we're gonna to be talking about facing our fears and Luna is gonna be here laying down with me on the couch because she misses me so facing your fears this is a fun topic because there are so many um, excuse me camera that would be my face thank you very much so yeah, everybody has their own opinion on facing fears and they all have their own method of actually facing those fears. And some people, uh, their method is just to avoid it. (laughs) They don't face their fears at all. And you know what, do what you wanna do. But I want to live a fulfilling life and I don't want to be miserable. And I don't wanna be limited. In the experiences that I can have, and so I want to face my fears. I just posted a short video about this on my Instagram, and basically, what I said was you can either allow your fears to control you or empower you, and that is a choice that you have to make. If you don't make that choice, then you're choosing to have them control you. So, the paradox of not choosing is that you're still choosing something. So with that said, um, I have kind of a weird relationship with fear because ever since I was young, I have been afraid of heights. Yeah, I know. Um, I've been afraid of heights ever since I can remember. Now, I I think maybe my first memory of this was, um, So my dad was training to be a pilot when I was a baby. We were still living in Colorado. So I was like one and a half years old, something. I was very small and young. And so my dad actually put my car seat in the little plane that he was training in and he took me up with him in the air. (laughs) And um, I don't remember a whole lot about it. I was very young. But there are glimpses of my childhood that I remember. And this is one of them. Um, I And there's a picture, too, of me in my car seat in the plane, which is pretty cool. But I remember just more of the feeling than anything. And I remember being scared. You know, I could see that we were up in the air. Um, but even at that young age, I remember, like, thinking wow this is this is amazing i couldn't like think that in words but i i felt this uh, feeling of awe and you know it wasn't until later that that kind of like came back up in my memory and i thought about what that meant but yeah that was like an early memory of being scared but also finding something to appreciate about it and so fast forward a few years you know i started i i remember after, actually not even fast forwarding a couple years i remember i would like climb the couch i would you know kids climb stuff they climb onto the counter they climb onto the table they climb onto the couch i remember doing that kind of stuff fairly often and as i got older i started climbing trees which that was a great um next step <laughs> in this in this journey of facing my fears so another time where i remember being afraid of heights i was uh, i had climbed up in a tree and i got that feeling of like whoa i'm really high up and you know all these thoughts flooded into my mind of like what if i fell what if the branch broke what if i what if i broke (laughs) what if i fell and hit the ground and broke and so it was You know, it was scary. Um, I was just thinking about all the things that could possibly go wrong. But then I I stopped and I was like, well, I'm I'm fine. I've been testing the branches as I climb, which seems like a very obvious thing to do. Um, It seems like a very obvious thing to do to test stuff before you do it. But I don't know if you've ever seen Fail Army on YouTube. Um, Chances are you have because it's like the most popular fail video channel. But the people on that channel, the people that make it on that channel, don't test stuff before they try it. They just go for it. Whether it's like dirt bikes or parkour or a rope swing over a lake. Like people literally do not think before they do stuff. And it just kind of blows my mind. That's something that I've always done. You know, whenever I've done something dangerous, people may see it from the outside and they'll probably think two things. They'll probably think I'm just like crazy. I'm probably stupid. Or they'll think that I am just fearless. I have no fear of heights. I've even had people that I know personally that when I've said like, yeah, I'm afraid of heights, they tried to argue with me and tell me that I'm not afraid of heights because I climb stuff. They're like, no, there's no way that you're afraid of heights. Like you're just, you're lying or whatever. Um, I, <laughs> I don't understand why uh, they thought they could tell me what I'm not afraid of. But the point is from the outside, it looks different than what it really is. So there's two components to me um, facing my fear. The first component is I, I do need to have a certain level of awareness of my capabilities, and I need to operate within those capabilities. So for instance, uh, something that I like to do quite a bit is uh, whenever I'm at a lake, I like to find cliffs to jump off of, and I like to challenge myself to climb up those cliffs instead of going around the easy way. Uh, I don't do this every time, but I enjoy it. I enjoy challenging myself, and I like to find a really difficult way to climb up, A lot of times that leaves me climbing up like upside down uh, kind of on a negative slope which is really hard (laughs) Uh, if you've ever climbed then you know what I mean but I like doing that and it's a good idea to do it over water instead of concrete so that's a great place to practice because the the amount of pain that you can uh, feel if you fall is way less than if you fell over the hard ground but the other thing is it's good to practice the uh, skills necessary to face your fear outside of that environment as well as in the environment so i'll give you an example if i was uh, not that i have ever done this because that would be uh, very unwise but let's just say that there is a 150 foot billboard that i want to climb it would be wise of me to practice climbing similar things on a smaller scale in a controlled environment so i used to work at this adventure park and um there was a climbing wall And it had, there were actually a couple sections to this climbing area. There was, like, uh, bricks sticking out of the wall. There were two poles that had, like, uh, rebar sticking out of them. And it had, like, handles. Those were super easy. And uh, there were a couple other things, too. But I would practice climbing these, like, rebar uh, electrical poles in this adventure park. I was hooked up to a harness. Like, it was great. So I was able to get a lot of practice in And um, so again, not that I actually did this, but if I wanted to climb a 150-foot billboard and uh, hang a hammock over the opening at the very top of it, so hammocking over open air 150 feet above the ground, then it would probably be smart for me to practice in a controlled environment. Um, So that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I did. Um, it's it, let's say you're afraid of public speaking because I want to relate this to another fear because not everybody uh, I, most people are afraid of heights, but not everybody cares to face that fear and that's fair. Like I'm not saying that you are uh, dumb for not facing that fear. I'm just saying that there I have a good reason for facing that fear and I'll dig into that in a minute. But let's say that you are afraid of public speaking which again most people are afraid of because we care about what people think so if you are afraid of this then one way you can face your fear is just speak in public just do it you're gonna suck at it at first you're gonna be extremely nervous but over time you will get better at it. You'll at least get better at managing it. I don't know if the fear ever really goes away and I think most people that pub- do public speaking, they'll tell you or or musicians, you know, you have an artist that gets up on stage in front of thousands of people. I, like, I'd be willing to bet that every single time right before they do that, they're still nervous. So fear is not something that you want to get rid of. It's probably not even something you can get rid of. Fear is something that you learn to manage better. That's basically it. So you can do public speaking to get rid of this fear, but you can also take baby steps. For instance, talking to a camera. I don't know if... uh, I don't know if you would be able to tell the difference. I haven't even gone back and looked. But if you go back to episode 10, I think, which is when I started filming these episodes, and you watch me in episode 10 and my comfort level then versus now and how comfortable i look on camera i at least hope that you'd be able to tell a little bit of a difference it just takes practice and if i'm looking at the camera and i'm talking to the camera and i can project confidence to the camera then maybe i can do that with one person maybe i can do that with a couple people So now, since filming these episodes and making the videos on Instagram, I feel a lot more prepared for a public speaking situation. Not only am I practicing making that eye contact and, um, you know, just having that, that confident body language, but I think I've also been practicing formulating my thoughts. So in the same way, you can practice... Uh, facing your fear of heights by getting up on extremely high things, but you could also do things like watch videos of someone being on the edge of something. That sounds silly, but it's a it's a an example that I just thought of. If I'm afraid of heights and I watch videos of people standing on the edge of things, people being up on you know high places, whether it's a um, whether it's a cell tower or you know they're skydiving out of an airplane or they're standing at the edge of the grand canyon i'd be willing to bet that watching videos like that would be a good first step to overcoming or at least managing this fear of heights so that's i was kind of getting a little bit of exposure therapy with uh, with climbing trees when i was little i acknowledged that there were possibilities of me, you know, falling, breaking something, dying even. But I also loved the freedom that it gave me. You know, we're stuck on this horizontal plane all the time because of gravity, and that's just kind of how it works. You know, we drive places horizontally, we walk places, we run places. Um, And you know, with stairs, it's not really that exciting. So what I found fascinating about climbing trees is that I could see the world from a different perspective. And that's kind of an interesting metaphor for what I'm doing now. Um, I guess maybe I've always been fascinated with discovering a new perspective. And it just presented itself, that desire presented itself physically for me when I was a kid. And I would climb trees because I loved seeing things in a new way. Um, I think the other thing that I loved about it was, you know, you hear the term, like, touch grass, hug a tree, like, it really just relates to grounding in our relationship with the earth. We have positively charged ions in our body that basically accumulate through things like watching screens and eating uh, pesticides and a whole number of things that cause us to be overly positively charged and the earth has a negative charge. And whenever you make direct contact with the earth or with tree, with a tree or with grass or with water like a lake, uh, the earth is actually able to balance out the ions in your body. And you are able to be um, in a more neutral state and you'll feel more peaceful. You'll feel less stressed. So I think that's probably another thing that I liked about climbing trees was It's grounding. I felt a sense of peace when I would be up in a tree. I would be up there looking all the way down and going, holy shit, this is a long fall if I fall. But I found something just amazing about it. So to me, that that trade-off is worth it. It's worth it to me to experience that discomfort of realizing how high I am and thinking about the fact that I could fall that feeling was worth experiencing this new perspective and connecting with the earth in a special way. But the other thing, uh, I touched on this a minute ago, is uh, operating within your capabilities. This is something that a lot of people don't really um, see or acknowledge, at least from my personal experience when I've done climbing things or jumping off things or, you know, whatever it is. People think that I'm just like crazy and reckless, and I'm sure I've given my mom near heart attacks many times. But what they don't realize is that I do, I do test things before I do them. If I'm going to jump off a cliff, I will test the water below and make sure that there's you know nothing below there, and I'll very accurately um, target a specific area that I'm going to land, and. You know, whenever I'm climbing a tree, I'm testing the branches. Before I put all of my weight on a branch, I yank on the branch. Um, So I test the branches as I climb. I test the rocks as I climb. I, you know, make sure that it's gonna hold. And, you know, through this, I've also gained some experience. I also know that there are certain ways to climb certain trees to where you don't really have to worry that much about it breaking. For example, if you look at a cedar tree, which cedar trees are very common where where I'm at um, in Tennessee, Missouri, you have a lot of cedar trees, and or or yeah, I would say cedar pine. And what's cool about these trees is the the branches are um, they're very strong. Sometimes they're they're brittle, but what's cool is if you if you have the trunk and then you have the branches obviously coming out of the trunk and you put your foot or your hand right in that intersection so you put your foot or your hand right up against the trunk and put that pressure on the branch the branch is incredibly strong right there at that intersection which makes sense have you ever tried to break a stick the longer the stick the easier it is to break The shorter it is, because you have less leverage, the harder it is to break. So I noticed things like that as I was growing up and realized, oh, if it's hard to break a short stick, then it would be hard to break the branch at a short distance from the trunk. So I also learned that, you know, there are certain types of trees that are more flexible. There are others that are more brittle. there are some trees where you can get up like at the very top of them and you can rock back and forth. And I would do this as a kid, like I would get a little ballsy and I would rock back and forth and make the tree like sway (laughs) uh, pretty far one way or another. And again, like the reason why I did that is because I, I knew that the tree was flexible and strong through testing it and through testing it in in increments so in the same way whenever you're facing your fear and you're doing your best to manage it and cope with it i think it's extremely important to be aware of your capabilities and test things as you go because if you don't do that then you're being reckless and you're setting yourself up for failure that's how you end up on fail army or in the morgue (laughs) so um I think that that's a really important component of facing your fears. Now, um, I mentioned this uh, in the last episode for a totally different reason. Uh, No, it wasn't the last episode. A couple episodes ago. And in a video that I did on Instagram, I said that there are forces beyond our control. There are things that happen... That just don't really make a whole lot of sense that we can't prevent so I am aware of that and with anything slightly risky or dangerous like that is a risk that you have to be aware of you have to be aware that there are things that are out of your control that can happen I know this and I choose to climb anyway and you could ask why the reason why is because the things that I can experience through facing this fear are worth the risk to me. That's why, it's as simple as that. In the video that I posted on Instagram, I mentioned a couple of examples. Someday I would love to go skydiving. I know there's a small chance that that parachute won't open. And I have thought about this a little bit more because um, you know I have a wife, I have a dog, I want to have kids someday I have a lot to live for and I am a little bit more scared <laughs> of jumping out of a plane because of that but uh, yeah the, so to be determined maybe skydiving isn't worth that to me and maybe I can get that feeling of skydiving through something else like bungee jumping I don't know it's something I still have to think about but A hot air balloon ride. I've always thought that would be so cool, and I've never done it. It would be so cool to go to a hot air balloon festival and be up in the hot air balloon. There are also... I just... I love nature, and I love uh, experiencing and witnessing different landscapes, and I want to travel the world someday, and I will. I already have traveled a little bit. And there are always... Any place you go... You can get up to a high place and experience something amazing. You can witness something incredible. I don't want to miss out on that. There are too many beautiful views to be seen and to be had for me to allow this fear of heights to control me and prevent me from experiencing those things. Similarly, um, I would say that I have you know a little bit of a fear of speaking in front of people as do most people. But I understand that with my career path, I am going to need to get out in front of people and speak, especially if I want to make the impact that I want to make. Or if I'm going to make that impact, I'm going to have to get out in front of people and speak. And that is going to require me facing that fear. If I don't face this fear of public speaking, then there's a huge opportunity cost to that. Financially, all right, just, you know, being straightforward, like people that do public speaking get paid a pretty decent amount, especially if they have a strong personal brand. People will pay a lot of money for you to speak. So there's a financial cost to me not facing this fear. But there's also a, a cost when it comes to my mission, my purpose in life. And there's a cost to the amount of people that I'll be able to help and, on, and the scale that I'll be able to help them at. I know that if I face my fear with public speaking and I do things like what I'm doing right now to face this fear and manage it, I will be able to have a greater impact on the world. Through public speaking that's just something i'm gonna have to deal with it's worth it to me and so i think that that that's really what i'm trying to get at with this concept with this idea is like you have to assess what you're afraid of and what you want to accomplish in life or just what what you want to experience in life. Because life isn't all about accomplishing things. I think it's mainly about experiencing things and learning things. So if you want something in particular with your life, excuse me, then if you want something specific with your life, if you want a specific outcome, if you want certain experiences, you're gonna have to take a look at your fears and assess whether or not it's worth it for you to face those fears. Will those fears hold you back from experiencing those things if you don't face those fears? And if you don't face those fears, is it worth losing all of these experiences that you could have? You can apply this to any fear. Any fear. I think that you can also apply this to trauma. And that's something I never really thought about until just this second. But if you think about it, trauma is is very similar. You have something that happens to you that is traumatic. Your body has a traumatic response. And your body remembers. Your brain can sometimes forget trauma, especially things that happened to you as a kid. I know that's that's been the case for me quite a few times. I've been reminded by, uh, like, You know my mom reminded me of something that is something traumatic that i experienced as a kid that i had totally forgotten about but your body remembers and it's really weird it's kind of like muscle memory so if you have this trauma the traumatic response that you have to that that memory the impact that that trauma has had on you can cause you to be afraid of certain things. It can cause you to avoid certain situations out of fear. And I think that when it comes to living the best life that you can live, you also need to look at your trauma. And you need to assess, is this worth healing from? Is it worth facing my trauma and digging deep into it and revealing the ugly parts of it and facing it and healing from it. Is it worth doing that to experience what I want to experience in life? If you ask this question for yourself, I'd be willing to bet at least $10 that the answer would be yes. It is worth it. Luna don't have a bad dream baby it's okay she's having a bad dream i think it's totally worth facing your fears i do want to give an example though um so cole my wife she is uh she's afraid of heights too which again i've said a 100 times in this episode that's pretty normal um she's afraid of like extreme things like i think she's afraid of g forces to be honest <laughs> like it, from what i'm noticing she's afraid of like jumping off cliffs she's afraid of things like tubing on the lake uh she's afraid of roller coasters and all of those things uh when you do them you experience g forces so i think that she just doesn't like that feeling and it's not really enjoyable to her to me i enjoy the feeling of g forces I'm just scared of the things that um, I'm scared of the things that lead to that. So I'm afraid of heights I'm afraid of jumping off things but I like the feeling of the g-force so you know it's easier for me to justify it to myself to jump off the cliff. But for her, she doesn't even like the feeling of g-forces so it's not worth it to her to really face that fear of like heights or extreme things like, At that point she'd just be doing it to do it and she has other things to spend her time doing so that's just an example i wanted to throw out of how you know you don't have to face every single fear you don't have to go out of your way and just like try to eliminate every fear that you have i think that we have limited time we have limited energy and resources and we need to allocate those to the things that are most important but with that said that's why it's important to assess what you're afraid of assess the trauma that you have and also take a really hard look at what you want to experience in life and you need to measure if it's worth facing those things i'd be willing to bet it is so that's my experience with facing fears you know to this day I don't climb trees as much as I used to because I don't have as much free time as I used to. (laughs) Um, And that is by choice. I I do all of this by choice and I love what I do. But I'm not climbing trees as much as I used to. But things like uh, going to the lake and, you know, climbing cliffs and jumping off of them. I do climb trees and jump off of them into the water and stuff. Like, I love that. I love doing it. It's scary every time, but I have gotten better at managing it. I have gotten a lot better at managing it and because of that I've gotten to experience certain things that I wouldn't have experienced otherwise. My family went to the Grand Canyon for the first time in 20 I think it was 2017. And that was amazing and I got really close to the edge and I got a better view than the rest of my family did. <laughs> Um, I took a bigger risk, but I also got a better view, and, and that view is imprinted in my mind. I'll never forget the first time I really got up to the edge and like looked at the canyon. And it's crazy when you get up on something high like that; your eyes can't even like you, you can't even comprehend like how far away it is. Like your depth perception is so off because it's so far down. The scale is so massive, it's, it's like tricking your brain. It kind of looks like it's close and like flat because it's so big and so far away. It's super weird. If you've ever been to like a canyon, you'll know what I mean, but if you haven't, you should go. You should do it. Uh, face the fear of heights, at least for something like that. There are so many beautiful views on this planet that you will never get to experience if you don't face this fear so that's my recommendation is um, take it from me it's worth facing it at least to a certain extent because man i'll never forget what the grand canyon looked like when i did that Um, i'll never forget what angels landing looked like in zion national park that place is insane you have to go even if you don't do any of the hikes and you're just driving down in the canyon and doing the tour it's mind-blowing but angels landing is the tallest hike there and it's uh it takes like a couple hours and it gets to a point where you're just walking along the ridge and there's like chains that you have to hold on to and then you get to the top and uh there's like this horseshoe bend at the bottom where like the river and the and the road goes around it and you can see almost the entire canyon from up there and i'll never forget that either like that is a core memory for me is that view of Zion National Park from above. Um, yeah, it's just, it's very special. And I'm, I'm really grateful that I've, I made the decision early on to just face this fear because I've had a lot of really cool experiences because of it. I'm really grateful for that. So I want to wrap it up here. I think it's, uh, you get the idea. Figure out whether or not it's worth it to face your fears. And, you know, if you do, you're unlocking a whole new reality, really. You're unlocking a whole new reality that you can experience when you face your fears. That's my opinion. But what do you think? I would love to know your thoughts. Feel free to reach out on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at the Nolan Void. I appreciate you guys for listening it's it was fun to take a break from some of the deep spiritual stuff and (laughs) just like talk about something a little bit lighter Um, still talked about fear and trauma and stuff but yeah with all that said you guys are the best i I have such an amazing community that we're building here on um, on instagram and really on this podcast so thanks for listening thanks for being a part of it and i will catch you guys in the next one